This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome back to the WOMED. Happy Friday. I think it's time to like lead you guys into a little bit of something here that Jack and I have been discussing, but we have decided to end the pod. This is not the last episode. Don't fret. We will be doing a long, probably tearful farewell episode, and we will go into more detail, but we just wanted to give you a heads up. But now that we got that out of the way... (laughs) I kind of feel like that was actually a very big bomb. (laughs) That was a very big bomb, and I'm sorry. (laughs) We will promise to go more in depth on that, but we really wanted to give y'all some special episodes to leave with, and with Dr. Uma last week, and um, this week we get to bring you Caitlin Crosby, who I just adore. If you aren't familiar with The Giving Keys, Welcome to your newest jewelry obsession. Caitlin is an author, a TEDx speaker. She's done it twice. She's written two books and an Oprah ambassador. Yeah, like the Oprah. <laughs> she just like dropped that so casually. And I'm like, how do you think? Be- I want to know how you become an Oprah ambassador because that is badass. I know. <laughs> we'll make riot healers. My goal is to make riot healers an Oprah ambassador. Oh my God. One day, honestly. But my personal favorite, Caitlin, is the CEO of The Giving Keys. And they have meant so much to me throughout the last couple of years. And we just can't wait for you guys to check out this episode and get to know her a little bit more and talk through some mental health, all the good things. We will catch you guys on the other side of this episode. All right, welcome back to the WOMED, everybody. Today we have someone I've been dying to get on for so long and just admired for years now at this point, Caitlin Crosby. She is the CEO of The Giving Keys, which personally, if you see me in any jewelry, it is Giving Keys because it just like, I was never like a flashy person, but now I'm like, no, I want to wear something that like has meaning to me. So like today I've got my skeleton key, the Believe key. So, and that one has been very dear and special to me with all the transitions I've been going through lately. (laughs) I love it. Well, you make them look so lovely and so chic and perfectly fashionable and inspirational at the same time. Oh, thank you. We actually kind of talked about this a little bit, though. We have a little Nashville connection, but I didn't know, like, you sang. Like, you started out, you were, like, an actress, you were a singer. Like, how you're just this multifaceted, talented person. I, I can't focus on just doing one thing that just feels too, I, I could not do that. I've always done 12 things at once. So, and the Giving Keys started when I was on tour for music, but yeah, before I was doing acting and I started this with Brie Larson, the actress who was Captain Marvel, we started, a, we did a horrible movie together a hundred years ago and they kind of airbrushed our body. Well, no, they didn't airbrush our bodies. They cut off our faces and put other people's bodies on the movie poster. I mean, no one knows, but we knew and we were like, um, us, that's not our body. So started something called Love Your Flaws, went around and took thousands of pictures of people holding up signs like, 
My cellulite is beautiful. My acne is sexy. Cankles are the new black. My scar saved my life. My chemo fried hair is beautiful. All the things. And I um, was really passionate about that. So when I did music, my first album was called Flaws in 2008. Really, you know, so it was back in the day, back in the day. It was like a little too pop rock for my liking, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> and... and <laughs> But there was a song called Imperfect is the New Perfect. And it was all, it was kind of like a way to give myself therapy from growing up in Los Angeles. My dad manages actors and my mom was a model and an actor. So I kind of just grew up in that world. So yeah, so Love Your Flaws was was so healing and empowering and helped build everyone's confidence, including mine, to remind myself of the truth that we're all one of a kind and special and unique. And with flaws and all, you know, so-called imperfections like, we're just humans. And anyway, so then when I was on tour in New York, the hotel room key, I thought it was cool. So I put it around my necklace, started getting compliments on it. And I had the idea to engrave love your flaws on the key. And then I was like, oh, I was at a locksmith. I was like, oh, while you're at it, can you do believe, fearless, hope, love, faith, dream, believe, da, 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 da. They did. And then I met a young couple experiencing homelessness. Then I started paying them to engrave the keys with the words instead. But the whole thing started on on tour doing music, which is cool. <laughs> but no more. I'm not I'm wow. not really doing it anymore. I haven't well, I haven't done music in like in a long time, but a friend of mine who does music just asked me if I wanted to be in like a country duo with him. Oh, I'm like, is it Brady? No, not oh. Brady. Not Brady. <laughs> That's funny though. Even though I think he's doing music again too. But my friend Dom, he's a bass player and a producer. So, and it's been so nice. It's like another way to give myself therapy, which is maybe the theme of this. Mm-hmm. And the Giving Keys gives me therapy too, because I'm wearing all the words I need all the time. So I'm always like, what does this say? Create. Oh, yeah, perfect. Create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, whatever I'm going through, all the hard things, I'm, you know, putting it into the giving keys or now writing music again and putting it into songs, which is so healing. Wow. Where do you think that entrepreneurial spirit comes from? Because I'm very similar. I have a million different projects. Every I always get really excited with like the start of an idea, starting a business, starting something. Where do you think that comes from? Well, I think for me, it's less about the business side. And because I was a philosophy major, so I definitely am not thinking business plan wise. I'm more think in movement, like like I'm like starting a movement for this like generation. And I think it's because I grew up in youth group and I grew up like going to church and youth group. So everything was about like changing the world, you know, and it was like going <laughs> up to, you know, just like helping people. And start, so it was always like, my mind was like trained to think about something bigger than myself, greater than myself, like making an impact and helping people. So I think like the love your flaws thing wasn't about a business because we didn't sell anything, but it was really just like, I was really into seeing if something can like spread like the domino effect and the ripple effect of it helping so many people. And then them, you know, at my space at the time, posting their pictures on MySpace and then collecting thousands of pictures. And it was just so cool to start a movement. And then I think giving keys, same thing. I wasn't thinking about selling them. I just made them for presents for friends. And then I was like, oh, I should sell them on tour because they're so cool. And then when I started selling them on tour, they started selling out more than my CDs. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) you are coming to my show and buying these freaking key necklaces. But I knew people were really (laughs) resonating with the 
the the words. And so I came up with get a word that you need, embrace it, but then pass it on, pay it forward to someone you feel needs it more than you. And then people started writing me on MySpace at the time again, saying, you know, so-and-so is about to commit suicide. I gave them my key. So-and-so is going through a divorce. I gave them my key. So-and-so has cancer. I gave them my key. So-and-so has an eating disorder. I gave them my key. You know, so I was like, wow, I should make a website to store all these stories. But I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't planning on it. I wasn't trying to start a business. So it was like really from an authentic, organic place that everything starts. And so whenever I talk about when people are like, I want to start a business, like, how do you start a business? I want to start something that's like a give back thing or a positive thing. I always say, start with caring about an issue first. Because consumers will smell when you're just trying to add a charitable aspect to add to the bottom line, or you don't really care about it. It's just like, oh, proceeds go to this charity, you know, because it's trendy or whatever. But it's like you have to feel the passion for the thing you're doing first. Then the consumers will smell it and believe you and want to buy in too. So it does help for business. Too, even though that wasn't the main goal. I did a couple TEDx talks and the second one is called the backwards business plan. So that's kind of what it was about. Like not right, making a business plan, which you, everyone can totally do. I'm sure that's actually a beneficial thing to do. Making a business <laughs> plan. But I was like, no, let's do the backwards business plan. Let's care about people first and then maybe build a business around that. So I'm curious what has happened with the couple that you started paying to make the keys. Yes, Rob and Sarah. So when I met them, they lived in a dumpster in a cardboard box. And I was actually leaving church. They were playing an invisible children documentary. I don't know if you guys remember that. But um, it was like Coney 2012. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, it was like the first viral video ever. And I left like crying. And I was like, what else could I do to help people? because I was so impacted by this documentary. And right then I saw Rob and Sarah in a dumpster in a cardboard box in the rain with an umbrella, holding up a sign that said, ugly, broke, and hungry. And it caught my eye because it actually looked like a love your flaws sign, the way that it was written and the words and everything. So we just stayed in touch and they were together for a long time. And then they saved up enough money. They got their own, they started staying in a motel first and they got their own apartment. Then they broke up. I was very sad about it. They were dating other people. We were keeping in touch. He was a manager at a restaurant. She was working at the San Diego Zoo. But I heard they just got back together because she just wrote me on Facebook or Instagram or something. So I think they're back together now. I need to check in. <laughs> That's 15 amazing. years later. That was, I started it 15 years ago. So, Wow. Isn't it weird to think about how much the landscape of mental health has changed since like MySpace since Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was watching um someone post, I think Maria Shriver reposted Julia Roberts talking about uh social media and how unhealthy and how it really affected her. Cause I guess Julia Roberts said she put po- she posted a picture which they showed of her and Emma Roberts on mm-hmm. Instagram, like playing cards. And she's like, it was such a lovely Sunday afternoon. And you see the joy in their face, like it was just a joyful, happy moment picture playing cards with her niece. And that all these people were like, how could you post this picture? You look awful. You look weird. Your teeth, you look like a man. 
da, 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 how could you do that? And she said it really hurt her feelings. It really hurt her feelings. And then, and she's like, and I'm 50 something and this very successful 50 something, you know, she didn't use those words exactly, but she's like, but can you imagine being a teenage girl or a girl in your twenties or whatever? And, and the, the mean things people say, like, how are they supposed to handle that? Horrible. I feel like that's what really makes your company so special though, is that like the meaning, the impactfulness of like having these words that you can like take for the day, like these little totems that will kind of like remind you of like your strength, what you believe in, like what you want to create. And I just feel like that's so special, especially for these teens and stuff too. And I worry about them a lot. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that, but I do. I really worry about this generation. And, but I am empowered though too by them in that they are so much more open with Mm -hmm. talking about mental health and where their struggles are. So, yeah. Oh, I know. I have a four-year-old daughter and her name's Love, which is really cute. And, uh, I, I cannot even imagine thinking about her in junior high and high school and what it's going to be like there. How Maybe like social media will be banned by then or something. It does seem like you have had this thread of mental health advocacy in all the different areas that you've talked about. Is that something that you struggled with growing up or in like teenage years or later on and something that you've always been called to? Yeah. Well, I think when I was younger, I never thought of it as mental health. I think I just always had insecurities growing up where I did. And I had like a lot of medical issues, like health, health issues, and especially around like developmental things. And I never got my period until I was like 18 after trying a million medications. And when I was 18, they said my estrogen was of a nine-year-old girl. Or when I was 17, they said my estrogen was of a nine-year-old girl, but my testosterone was through the roof. I always had like... (laughs) All this, so I wrote two books, and the first one is called "You Are the Key: Turning Imperfections into Purpose." So I, I mm-hmm. always, it was like again my way to give myself therapy, like my imperfections and the things that I was so insecure about, and my health issues that turned into a bunch of stuff that I went into detail, like a little TMI detail in that book. I can't believe I said some of the stuff that I did going into the details of like the issues that I had growing up and what I kind of went to therapy about as a young teenager. But I'm so grateful because I feel like it gave me so much compassion for other girls and people, humans just going through their own insecurities and struggles. And so, yeah, now I I can, I guess, think of it as mental health. But back then it was more just like, I would just think of it as insecurities. And yeah, so I think it was always trying to do something to help me cope and help others cope because I had such an empathy. Like I felt my pain. And then I felt, I think even being like an artist or a creative, it's like you, you feel your pain and then you feel other people's pain. What's the way like, a like just extra, like amplified, amplified. Yes. Yeah. How do you go about like choosing the next words, you know, like your theme for the next year? Good question. Because I'm not a quote business necessarily in the box business person. I'm not great at planning ahead. <laughs> Valentine's Day, I was like, oh, shoot. 
it, that Valentine's Day is in a month and I haven't developed anything yet. <laughs> and it also depends like how many people we have on our team at a certain a given time. Like there were times where we had, you know, a hundred people on our team and everyone was like, you know, okay, Caitlin, you need to turn this in by this time. But now we have a smaller team. So I, it's like, I'm managing myself. And then I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to do a huge thing. But a lot of it is really like, okay, I'm even looking at this. I have so many things down on my table because I always film things here. But like this one says, trust the process. I have that one. Oh, you do? Yeah, I wore that in paradise. (laughs) Trust the process. I mean, I need that one right now. I mean, like with my personal life situation, like romantic life situation, I mean, I feel such pressure with my kids and their dad and all the things that I, I, I feel like I freak out, like to make a decision one way or the other. But I'm like, I have to do one day at a time, trust the process. And so I think there's certain things and lines that I tell myself in my own life that I'm like, oh, that would be good on a, a a product. Like this one, our word of the year is resilient. So how cute. So resilient. I love it. My personal word of the year is capable mm-hmm. because I felt like I wasn't capable of doing a lot of mostly like tech tech related mm-hmm. things, but it's like, everything is figure outable. I can do it. And the more and more that I learned things and got comfortable with just even operating systems on my phone with working with our fulfillment center, like using Slack and Trello and Dropbox and, and all these things. I was like, Oh, I don't do spreadsheets. I'm a creative. I don't, I don't know. And <laughs> spreadsheets do not go together. But now I'm like, Oh, why was I so intimidated? It's not hard at all. Actually, it's really easy and a lot more efficient and makes everything better. And now I get it. So like, okay, I'm capable. I'm going to get that out of my mind that I can't do it. But yeah, same thing for like, we did like a poll online. There were a few words that I was really focusing on, like the resilient, because I feel like I am really resilient with everything that I have gone through being a single mom and where it was not what I wanted at all. And feeling like I've had to power through and it's shown me that I'm so much stronger than I thought I was because I have faced my greatest fears being a single mom. Like I never thought my life would look like this, but it's like, you know what? There's no choice other than to be strong and keep going and turn it into a positive. So yeah, I think designing all this, all the products just is really about everything personal that I'm going through. And I just literally put it into that. Like even the butterfly I'm wearing here, it says um, transform. And you know, the I was somewhere, I was at this bougie luncheon with these like entrepreneur mom people. And they, there was just so many chandeliers of the house. I couldn't keep track. It was beautiful. And everyone was like very successful and all the things. And everyone kind of shared what they did. And every, everyone was like super impressive. And then it got to me and I, I think I like cried and I was like, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And, uh, I was like, I did this and all this happened. And we ended up employing over 150 people experiencing homelessness, making everything. And it was this. And we got, we were like Oprah and Starbucks and Nordstrom and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm a single mom and doing 900 things and feeling like, you know, I was saying like some negative things, which is another 2024 thing that I'm doing is not being, I'm trying to not be negative. I'm trying to speak more positive words and putting positive mm-hmm. energy and not being a negative Nancy mode. But anyway, I was in that at this bougie thing and I kind of vented and all the negativity came out and I cried. 
And this one woman next to me when we were leaving, she goes, you know what you are right now? You're in the mushy stage of the butterfly. And I was like, ooh, I like that. And Chrysalis is our nonprofit partner that we donate proceeds to. For giving keys, they help people experiencing homelessness find jobs. So when we used to hire people that were experiencing homelessness, we hired them through Chrysalis and the symbolism and their logo is a butterfly. But anyway, so I was thinking through that, like you're a caterpillar and then you're a Chrysalis. And then I guess there's a stage in there. I mean, you're more nurse doctor vibes, you know, (laughs) probably better than I, but so I guess there's like a mushy stage before it becomes a butterfly. Do you know about this? Uh, I've never seen it dissected, but I think that would be really interesting to see, you know, like the stages. But like, I would not doubt that a caterpillar at some point turns into some sort of mush and then grows all the other stuff. Yeah. And then you transform into a butterfly, the beautiful flying free, beaut- one of those beautiful creatures in the world, right? But I love that. That's like, she's like, nope, you're in the mushy stage of the butterfly. So it's like wearing this again, like designing it and wearing it helps me like keep my eye on the prize, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel it's that. Beautiful. Danny, I'm curious, like what, uh, what giving keys have you had before in different stages of your life? Like, are there any that really stick out? to meaningful times in your life? It's always been like the strength keys and hope have always been like two of my big go-tos. And I have I have many different styles of the keys that like say that, but like trust the process too. Sometimes I'm like, I really need this today. And I really like to pair it with like the black like turtleneck because then I feel like, you know, the rock <laughs> a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually... I gave two of my necklaces away in paradise to, to my friends down there that were like, I mean, emotions run high and you a aren't sleeping much. You are comparing yourself to everyone else. You're comparing your situation to everybody else. And I gave, uh, two of my keys away. Well, that you understood. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you need this, like hold this. Yeah. Did it help them? Were they touched? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. That would be so hard. Uh, just being in bathing suits in general is hard, but like. Especially as a 36 year old woman surrounded by these like tiny little 24 year olds. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> well, that sounds like torture. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> well, you look gorgeous. You're insane. Like the other day I saw on your Instagram and you're in your. Bikini, I'm like, oh, girl, oh my gosh, I need to work out more. Which, by the way, I'm fully in workout clothes under this like suit jacket. This is I love like, it. A workout shirt and workout. Oh, so cute. <laughs> and I was like, let's put this on. And then I looked professional. Uh, we've definitely been there before as well. <laughs> Y'all like, learned our way. Up. In, yeah. in COVID, COVID Zoom life, we all learn the sweatpants on the bottom, business on top. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess one last question. A, well, I'm going to rant here. A, I love, and I think I messaged you about this, like, make it resilient because I was told I wasn't resilient. And I'm like, F to all of you MFers who didn't think I could, you know. People said that you weren't or one person? No, one person. 
<laughs> said that as his reason for breaking up with me was that oh, I wasn't resilient or he thought I'd be more resilient with the breakup or with life in general with life in general love and that. I'm like love love that okay cool you are so wrong that is so laughable but whatever make up your excuses and get out of my life but that is one thing that I have always stuck with and like resonated with after you know, I lost my fiance to a drug overdose. Um, it'll be like 13 years next month since that happened. And, you know, as you start coming out of that grief, out of like loss or like I can imagine with divorce or like breakups or, you know, um, losing someone important to you in whatever facet that looks like, nobody is like on their best game. Nobody is resilient in that moment. You see your strength and you see your resiliency. Like once you start creeping on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's just been so special and that I'm so grateful for like your company and with these keys is that they really truly were this, this totem that like I could remember, like if I'm having like a really tough day, nope, I'm taking my strength key. I'm going to hang on to this today. Yeah. It like reminds us of what's inside of us. And that's something mm -hmm. that I've been learning a lot lately. Like, again, back to the positivity and the negativity. Like, if I'm going to be negative Nancy and speak all these negative things and how hard it is, like there's there's someone in my life who has some medical issues and they're constantly talking about it. And it's like, they're obsessed with talking about it. And I really believe it's like, uh, you know, I don't know how this works exactly scientifically, but like, it's like keeping them sick because they're so obsessed with it, talking about it, focusing on it, as opposed to, I, I was on, on my friend did like, does like these lives every morning. Danella Lane, she's kind of like, like preacher vibes. And she's like, repeat after me. I am this, I am healed. <laughs> I am this. No one's gonna. Da, 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 da. And the whole thing is like her just shouting out what she is. Like, you know, I love the, that. the affirmations of like, so it's like, yeah, holding on to it. Like, I'm like, and this even, I didn't even know what this said. I'm glad I looked at it and it said create. I'm like, oh yeah, create. I love that. Like, don't, like, I'm, this is gonna remind me to not let the creative side of me die and just become this business person because mm -hmm. then I will, yeah, compare myself to other business people. But it's like, no, I have to remind myself that I am a creative. I'm going to go about this business in, in a different way. Yeah. So I definitely, I love the word resilient and I love, yes, holding on to them. Wait, so, so I'm trying to think of when I looked up the definition of resilient, does re I'll do it now. It, does resilient mean it's in the middle that you're in the middle when it's something's hard and that means you're resilient or it's like when you're on the other side of it. Let me see. Resilient. Yeah. Let's find the definition. Out. Okay. Resilient adjective of a person or animal able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Babies are generally far more resilient than new parents realize. Number two, Resilient of a substance or object, able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. So, yeah. so it's kind of like after mm -hmm. covering quickly or like spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being mm. compressed. Therefore, you can have a hard time being bent 
but it's the after. It's the returning to self. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 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 Coming back. Return to self. Yeah. What is your grand hope for the giving keys? Ooh, grand hope. I've never heard that phrase. I love that. Um, I would love it to go on and on forever. I I feel like though 15 years is a grand feat, I would love to be kind of like... Mm -hmm a gap or a Levi's that just never dies. It just, it's just like, yeah. And always keeping it relevant and cool and going with the, the times. But then you have like that Burberry coat, that one, that one like camel Burberry trench coat that never dies. Like that'll be like That's our, staple. our classic kind of thing, like our vintage mm-hmm. classic. And then, and then I, I love doing apparel. Like we've done apparel but like little drops like we have a beanie a hope beanie right now and things like that would love to build it out more and just doing more apparel and actually this is like a candle like this was like a sample someone made it says strength on it how how cute oh that's so wow it's amazing oh i love that when it um when it lights it goes through it like lights up the key oh that's really beautiful products like that forever Never, never. <laughs> I love it. Maybe a coffee, maybe a coffee table book one day of all the pay it forward mm-hmm. stories. Oh, wow. <sighs> yeah, that, would be, cool. that would be really special. Yeah. That'd be really special. Because a lot of people don't, I feel like we have all these incredible pay it forward stories. People write on our Instagram and on our website, but it's, it's like, I don't know if people actually read them. Like it's a cool concept mm-hmm. to know that they're there, but like, I can't yeah. imagine too many people taking time. Like, I'm just going to like read some paperboard stories right now. But if we make it look cool and cute, I, I would love to mm-hmm. make that. I would also love to do a, a giving keys, like children's book, teaching kids to pass it on and pay it forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. That's really special. What's the weirdest word? This is the last oh, thing because we've kept you for a little bit long. What's the wildest word you have ever seen put on a giving key? Okay. So one time someone ordered a weird word that we'd never heard of. It was like, I, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it was something like Pumbala or Ashala. I don't know. It was like a weird word that's not a word and it just sounded weird. And so we Googled it and it was a some sort of video game thing that meant death (laughs) (laughs) oh boy wow (laughs) so we were like oh excuse me we're really only here about positivity and spreading positive words we don't really want to spread death (laughs) (laughs) i forgot what happened with that one (laughs) we have had people write fuck on there i don't remember what we did about that one um yeah yeah unless they're like no like i give a fuck about you you, it's like you have fucks to give yes oh that's (laughs) nice you just yeah i'm i'm spin team i'll spin it around i love it What what do you think we should do next would you what would you want more of light I think you guys do such a good job with that but I think like light I think mixing that in with something like the like the candle is really special because it's like light like lighting up the strength um I made a few 
like your own personal light. I made a few custom keys for friends, for like guy friends Mm -hmm. that said like, that said light on it, but it was on matte black keys. Cause I like the, the, oh, that's cool. Like a light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Actually a guy that I was dating last year who was an artist. Well, okay. Two things. Like I, one night I was getting ready for bed and I was looking into my old jewelry box and I saw a note that I wrote to my future husband when I was 16 years old. And I was like super youth group girl, like I said at the time. And I was like, dear God, I want to meet my future husband and I want to be a light in the darkness together for you, which is cute. And I I do like that Mm -hmm. visual. And then the next day I went to his art studio and he had this gorgeous painting behind him. It was all black and white. And I was like, wow, that one is my favorite. What is that one called? And he was like, a light in the darkness. And I was like, hmm? you make people husband? Um, it's a side. Yeah. And so then I, I made him a key that said light on it, on a black key. I love that. Yeah, That's but maybe it could be cool. a more like on the nose one, like less symbolic and more like like a like a gemstone. But like a white gemstone Ooh. that says light on it. Oh, I like that. Like a moonstone Ooh, or like moonstone. opal. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Jack, what do you think? What word do you need? Oh my gosh. Probably like balance, I think is a good one. Balance. But I also love what you had about creativity. I think that one is really nice, especially to give it on to friends that maybe are also creatives. And, you know, because it's so, it's so often that we can go into the creative slumps, like feeling really high and good. And then in the blink mm-hmm. of an eye, it can just go right back down. And that would be a nice one to have to share amongst creative friends for sure. I love that. Yeah. All right, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today on the WOMED. Jack and I are just like, we're huge fans and we love talking mental health and things that inspire us. So thank you for inspiring us today. You are the sweetest. You do have such a light. You have such a kind light and like you have this calming strength, like a strength, like you're calming, peaceful strength. But there's like, it's like a humble strength. So maybe your ex didn't see it because he was thinking it would come in some like aggressive package or something. That's like, I'm resilient. But it's like you have like a, like a calming, quiet, humble strength resilience. That's, Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. (laughs) You do. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're so sweet. And Jacqueline, I just got to know you, but I love you. We didn't talk much, but I, I love you. Are I know (laughs) amazing vibe. I, I just feel like you know things. Like you just are. You just you have a good opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, Jack is like, oh my god, Jack's brain. I hope you do get like more time to like you two get to like speak because she is like such a force especially for like social justice and like equality in healthcare and basically just human rights you know but she she's an amazing artist and designer and I just thank you honey. cannot say enough <laughs> and like teaches me all like the good mindful <laughs> practices Ooh, so. nah, <laughs> I try I try I'm not not quite there yet myself either but we can all try <laughs> <laughs> We have days, man. This this weather. You're in California. I don't. You guys are you staying dry? Yeah, it finally it's sunny today, which is nice. 
Okay. It was, yeah, okay, it was, little, it was raining for a few days. Everyone was freaking out, but we're resilient. We got through it. We are resilient. We're good. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Thank you guys for having me. You know, Jack, I am so happy that I, I remembered to press record. I know. Luckily, we have this episode saved. It's ready to go. We won't have to re- record. But no, it was it was such a great episode. It, you know, like we kind of discussed a little bit in our intro, this is one of our last and final episodes of the WOMED for the time being. And so we wanted to bring you someone that is just such an innovator, a creative a light and um, hopefully positive and inspiring conversation to all of you. If you are interested in checking out The Giving Keys, go to thegivingkeys.com. You can see all the different designs that are available. You can even create your own word if you want to, you know? I mean, they might have some stipulations like death, but if you put a good spin <laughs> on it, you can be able to put fuck True. But <laughs> Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Jack and I love you so much, and we will see you next week for our final episode. We love you. WOMED out. Out.